Welcome to episode four in our breastfeeding podcast series with Amberly Harris. In this episode, we cover the importance of antenatal expressing and collecting the magical golden liquid that is colostrum before birth. Enjoy! Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes. It's time for you to guide you through. Let's take some time for you. Hello and welcome to episode four, our second last episode of the Breastfeeding Podcast series. We have covered so many important topics so far, including supply and demand theory, correct nipple attachment, mastitis, nipple pain, milk supply issues, the magical breast crawl, and the importance of initiating breastfeeding in a baby-led way and so much more. Make sure you check out the first three episodes in this series if you haven't already. And don't forget the entire breastfeeding series, including our bonus episode, which discusses pumping, best pump brands, a visual demonstration of correct latch and hand expressing technique is up now inside my online program, The Pregnancy Posse. So if you don't want to wait for the rest of the series to be released, this entire breastfeeding series plus the bonus episode is now live for all members to enjoy. You can find out more about The Pregnancy Posse and trial it for seven days by visiting thepregnancyposse.com. Amberly Harris, my go-to breastfeeding expert and Melbourne-based midwife, is today going to teach us all about antenatal expressing. I know I personally didn't collect colostrum before birth because I found it so confusing and I wasn't sure where to start. But Amberly really explains this process and the importance of it in such a simple and easy way that I'm most definitely going to try this with my next pregnancy. If you'd like to learn more about Amberly, you can find her on social media at Maternal Instincts by Amberly. In today's episode, we discuss the three main reasons why hand expressing colostrum before birth is beneficial. The different uses for colostrum down the track, even if you don't end up using it immediately after birth, why you should only hand express and not use an electric pump before birth, and options for those women with insufficient mammalian tissue who may struggle with lactation. Now, if you're wanting to see Ambly's visual demonstration of the hand expressing technique, that video is now up inside the Pregnancy Posse. So you can find out more by jumping to thepregnancyposse.com. This is our second last episode in this breastfeeding series. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player so that you don't miss any podcast releases in the future. In the last episode of the series, we will be debunking some classic breastfeeding myths, including whether you need to prepare your nipples before feeding. Does drinking wine really help you with your letdown? Will formula help your baby sleep through the night? And so many more. But for now, let's get our hands on our breasts and learn all about hand expressing before birth. Expressing antenatally. I want to talk about that now. I get so many women ask, and I know when you've done the live um, on my Instagram page, that was a really big topic that women want to know about. So um, for those women, because a lot of women have never heard of this before, can you talk about why a woman might express colostrum during pregnancy, what the benefits are for that? For sure, yeah. So there's a study that's been done on this, so it's always good to point back to the evidence because I find that um, I'm a huge advocate for antenatal expressing, but unfortunately um, there's plenty of mothers that will go to their healthcare provider and they'll say, oh, you don't really need to do that. Like, you know, and so I think it's always important to say, well, actually it's been studied. There is evidence to indicate that this is a great thing to do. 
Um, the reason it was studied, it was through La Trobe University and it was called the DAME study. Um, and what they um, actually did it for was with mothers who had gestational diabetes. And they wanted to see that if mothers hand expressed their colostrum in pregnancy and had some colostrum to take into the hospital, did it reduce the chances of special care nursery admission? Did it improve milk supply? Like how did it work? What they found is that it did wonderfully, the best part of the study, it reduced special care nursery admissions. So that tells us that being able to boost colostrum supply for these babies meant that they were did a better job at maintaining their own blood sugar levels and they didn't have to be separated from their mum, which is massive. Um, it's a really big deal for breastfeeding. What it also found though is that it didn't necessarily mean that these mothers made more colostrum. Um, and I think what I learned from reviewing that study is that a lot of the time it was because mothers didn't know how to do it properly. They didn't necessarily take in colostrum from home. There was plenty of mothers that didn't express anything. Um, and it was because they couldn't kind of figure out how to get it to work. So what that has told me and what I do with my clients is I teach them all how to hand express. Um, and wonderfully, um, they all do have done, you know, continue to do great, a great job in bringing in some sort of supply into the hospital with them but of course there's no right or wrong with this there's no certain amount that you must get everybody's different but what I think the message that's most important here is to say is that it's a skill and you just need to practice and figure out your boobs and your anatomy and learn how to do it the yes. the three main reasons why I recommend hand expressing is that Firstly, it familiarizes you with your anatomy. And we were talking about that before, about why that is so valuable. If you get familiar with your boobs before you even start your breastfeeding journey, and you can see that you've got colostrum there, it's going to bring this fantastic confidence. You're going to go into your journey being like, oh, this is so cool. Like I knew about colostrum. I saw it in, you know, a video and I've got a video series where I teach hand expressing. And so maybe you see it on someone else, but when you see it in your own body, it's awesome. Like it yeah. brings you so much confidence. So yes. that's massive. You're going to learn how to do it and you're going to bring bring in some confidence in your own body um the second reason it's great is because if you need to hand express when you have had your baby um hospitals are very busy places um and i still work in the hospital setting um you know midwives will have um five women um and they'll have you know five babies to work with um and it's just them and so they quite often don't have time to um do the hand expressing for mothers so if your baby's crying um or maybe your baby's sleeping you can't get them to feed it's very stressful thinking, oh, I'm, I've been buzzing. I'm waiting for someone to come and help me hand express. You're not going to be in that situation because you know how to do it. You've done it. You've been doing it for a few weeks. So you're like, it's, it's all good. I can do this myself. Um, and then the third reason that's really good is if you can manage to bring in some colostrum from home, um, you're going to have something to draw on if your baby yeah, loses more weight than 10% or does have, you know, some jaundice or any kind of reason that they look like they would benefit from some extra fluid. And meanwhile, your milk hasn't come in yet, rightly so, then you've got something to give them. Um, and so, you know, the, the, those three reasons for me are compelling enough to say every mother, um, and you do need medical clearance, by the way, to get to do hand expressing, it's important that you get reviewed before you start. Um, and you wouldn't start until you were 37 weeks pregnant. Um, and, and yeah, and I recommend doing it every day. Um, but just if you meet that criteria and all of that um, and you're a well woman and there's no um, contraindications then it is so worth doing 
And so if you, um, is this only for children who are struggling with feeding or is there benefit for a well child that's attaching to the breast to give them like a top up of colostrum? Yeah, that's a good question. So a lot of the time I find with my clients, in my experience, the mothers that hand express, they end up bringing in this abundant amount of colostrum and milk. So Mm -hmm. they take their colostrum in from home and then we don't need it, (laughs) which is a good thing. Like it's actually great. So quite often we don't need it or we might use a little bit and then I just encourage mothers to take it home with them and to put it Mm -hmm. in the freezer and then to use it whenever you need it. The best thing for colostrum is if your baby ever gets a cough. If you ever get sick, um, you know, your breast milk is full of antibodies, but what your colostrum has in it is much stronger. Um, Mm. It's much more potent in terms of the antibodies. So, so good to still use it. And, and so, yeah, don't throw it out. Um, And, and yeah, just keep it with you. But, but yeah, quite often, depending on the baby, if the baby is a bit more sleepy or there's, there's some reason why they would benefit from being topped up, then maybe we do use the colostrum, but more often than not, it's like this insurance policy that we don't end up needing like yeah yes (laughs) and so even I didn't actually think about it I guess I thought of colostrum as like the first week but if your child is a few months later and they get a a runny nose or you can give them that colostrum frozen as long as it's per the guidelines and whatnot Mm. um, in terms of storage but you can Mm. still give that to them then absolutely you can give colostrum anytime it's it's only going to do great things yeah it's like a shot of immunity exactly power booster yeah okay nice And so um, Amberly will demonstrate uh, for Posse members a little bit later how to actually do this hand expression because I do think that that is uh, really powerful to see it because it can be a little bit tricky. Like you said, if you've not touched your breast before or have any concept of how to do it, um, I think it's really powerful. Like you were saying in terms of confidence, I remember when I first saw that drop of liquid gold and I was like, (laughs) oh my God, this is amazing. My body is amazing. Will every pregnant woman produce colostrum? Like, is there anyone that may not be able to hand express before birth? I have not met anyone. I've never heard of mothers that don't make colostrum. No, Mm -hmm. Um, definitely some mothers that may not be able to get it out with hand expressing, but they will have it there. And quite often I will teach mothers and then they're like, oh, it actually was there all along. But they might say, you know, I don't have any. Um, So no, I've never known of anyone that doesn't make colostrum. There is a small percentage of mothers in the world that may um, have, it's called something called insufficient glandular tissue. And so what it means is anatomically they, they don't have um, a full amount of milk ducts um, and to be able to produce the right amount of milk for their baby to grow and thrive. So um, it's a really sad situation because a lot of the mothers I work with that might happen to have had that, um, they don't know until they're sort of in the position of in pregnancy um, and so they may not, They, you know, meanwhile, their milk ducts are doing their absolute best and they're making the maximum amount they can. But if anatomically they don't have this, the right amount for their baby, mm. um, then, yeah, it's super sad, but they may have trouble with the supply. So then I would, yeah, help um, sort of connect mothers for the purpose of milk sharing um, or look into a milk bank or figure out other ways that we can help them exclusively breastfeed if that's their really big goal um, mm-hmm. and help them with that. Yeah. And okay. it, the main thing to know with that too is that just because you have it with your first baby, as we talked about before, with yes. um, we make more milk ducts each pregnancy. I have worked with mothers mm-hmm. that by their second or third baby, they've been out exclusively breastfeed. So yes. that's a really important message for the small percentage of women in the world that have this. Um, yes. Yeah. It's not always um, going to be the same story with every baby. 
I'm just imagining I had a really chubby first son and then a really chubby second daughter and I'm imagining what my third, (laughs) if I've got even more milk come the third time, what they might look like. It'll be impressive. Yeah, it's good. It's a good problem to have. I always say to mothers, oversupply is much easier to manage than than undersupply. Yeah. 100%. Yes. I'll (laughs) never ever complain about that. And so with um, expression before birth, is it advised to only hand express? I, I know a few women asked me to ask you whether or not they could use a pump, if, whether it be a manual pump or an electric pump. What's your advice on that? So, yes, you would only hand express. And there's um, sort of two main reasons. The first one is that you will lose all of your colostrum in the connections for the breast pump and into the bottle. Like colostrum is small in volume. So if you were trying to put it in there and then you've got to try and, you know, get the syringe into the bottle and draw it up, you're just, it's going to, you're going to waste so much of it than if you just draw it straight into a syringe and then you've got it all contained. Um, But the other reason is that the stimulation provided from a breast pump um, could, even though it's very unlikely, it could put you into premature labor. Um, yes. There's oxytocin receptors around the nipple and areola um, in the same way that, you know, we have them in our mouth when we kiss, um, it, all responsible for orgasm. So um, it's one of those erogenous zones that we need to be careful. Um, and so a breast pump is not a recommendation. A hand expressing is a much gentler technique and that's why it's the recommendation. Yes. And that's why you'll see... Um... 41 week pregnant women on the double pump yes. trying to encourage labor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's when it's different and it, yeah, it may work well. <laughs> oh dear. I remember people telling me that and I was like, I refuse to pump my breast to try and induce labor. It is just not yeah, on my I, list I of things I want that, to no. attempt. <laughs> Okay, good. Because I really didn't feel like I had a good understanding of antenatal expression. But I think, again, (laughs) you have summed that up brilliantly. And I think you've really made it clear on why it can be so beneficial. And yeah, you might not use it, but it doesn't mean it's lost. You don't have to throw it out. You can use it later in life for your your little one. And it really doesn't sound like it takes too much time or effort. No, it's Um, like five minutes. Do it for five minutes. And you can just do it once a day. You can do it. I usually say to do it three times a day if you've got time. Um, But the other thing to remember too is it's not so much about what you collect because there's plenty of mothers that aren't able to collect much, but it's also stimulation. It's also doing really great things to send signals to your boobs to say, let's get this moving. Let's start to make more. And that's actually fantastic and why I feel very strongly that it it plays a really important role in mothers having a lot of colostrum when their baby's born. They may not necessarily collect a heap or they might not even take anything much into the hospital, which is fine because what they've done is they've played a role in stimulation. So don't, don't, my main message with that is don't be, um, yeah, like don't be really down if you're like not able to collect much, if you get a small amount or a drop here or there, it's okay. Like it's all good. It's all good stimulation. So colostrum, I think I always imagine colostrum as like this, um, I guess, stagnant fluid, but from what you're saying, it continues to reduce. So you expressing it before birth doesn't mean that you're going to drain your stores. It's just going to encourage that to continue to produce if potentially even more than you would have had originally. I see. And so what then, sorry, this might sound really silly. I've just thought about this now. What tells your body to stop producing colostrum and to produce milk? Is it 
the baby that does that or is it the placenta removal? What encourages yeah. that? So that's your baby, yeah, because okay. your baby is starting to um, remove, take the colostrum away. Um, and so over those first few days, basically your baby's sending signals to, as their appetite is increasing um, and they're, they're taking more colostrum away and then you're, you're the, basically the cells in the breast know that they need to transition to start making milk. Yeah, it's this just amazing process that just like happens. Ah, yeah. It's so, again, the lactation system to me is so incredible. Yeah. But that's good to know. I think I thought that it was like a finite resource. Yeah. Um, so whatever no, you express before birth, but that's really good to know. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who had that No, question. exactly. That's why it's good to ask when you're like, this might sound crazy, but someone's probably thinking it with you. <laughs> and it still blows my mind that I've had two children and there's so little I still know yeah. about what has happened to my body. There's so much um, to learn. And there's so much to learn and you could go into so many rabbit holes with this, but I do find lactation very interesting. Okay, ladies, I'd love to know whether this has inspired any of you to think about antenatal expressing. Like I mentioned earlier, this was a concept I had heard about, but really honestly didn't think it applied to me. I thought it was only for high risk pregnancies such as gestational diabetes, where your baby may need those extra nutrients after birth. And boy, was I wrong. And I love that Amberly reminds us that even if you don't use the colostrum immediately, it is like a super shot of immunity later down the track for your baby. So your efforts are never lost. So I hope you enjoyed that episode, ladies. And remember, if you want to have access to this entire breastfeeding series all at once, it is now available to all Pregnancy Posse members. We also have exclusive content for members only on pumping, hand expressing demonstrations and correct baby latch positions too. You can find out more and trial the posse for seven days by visiting thepregnancyposse.com. I'll catch you for episode five, our final episode in this series where we are debunking some crazy breastfeeding myths. I asked the ladies on social media to send me all their weird and wonderful breastfeeding myths. And trust me, there are some goodies in there and we'll be chatting about all of them. So I'll see you in our next episode.